Welcome to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millard. Thank you very much for joining me on the program this morning. WKTY Outdoors is brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. And I hope you're having a great morning. I know I am. I'm back from vacation here. <sighs> Still recovering from that. No, I... I <laughs> And uh, it was a uh, it was a good time. I had rod in hand. It was uh, it was a blast. Actually, uh, um, went on an Alaskan cruise with some friends, and uh, that was uh, to put it mildly an awesome time. It was uh, uh, other than the the one day where I uh, and and I was not alone uh, getting my sea legs on the uh, the ship in some rough seas. That was. Okay, maybe not the funnest part of the trip, but uh, hey, the rest of it was pretty cool. But uh, no, it. Uh, um, and I'll talk a little bit about this a, a little later on in the show as well. But man, that is that was uh, that was an awesome trip. That is just such a cool place to visit. Um, and to be honest with you, you know what? The weather isn't that much. Wasn't that much different where we were. I mean, it was kind of dreary and rainy, but sometimes, but. Man, it was, there were some nice days, and like I said, I got some got some fishing in, got a little salmon fishing in, and a little trout fishing uh, in. Uh, little being the operative word there. Uh, <laughs> like I said, I'll explain a little bit later on in the program there. But uh, uh, all in all, that was just a uh, a wonderful, wonderful experience. So, um, yeah, that, that was that was just that was cool. So I got some new fishing stories to. Uh, to share, so I'm I'm a I'm a happy camper, but you know what? On the whole, I I it, I I took the train out. Uh, I left a couple of Wednesdays ago, two days to take the train out to Seattle, hopped the boat for a week, um, came back another couple of days on the train, and whew, I'm tired just from the travel part. <laughs> Either that, or it was all the good food on the boat that might have something to do with it, but. <clears throat> Whew. Let's just say we didn't starve by any stretch of the imagination. My goodness, but it was uh, it was fun. But enough of that. We'll like I said, I'll chat a little bit about that uh, coming up uh, in a little bit here. But uh, I tell you what, though, we've got uh, today anyway. Man, today is the day to get out there and uh, and enjoy some wonderful fishing in our area uh, and. Everything I'm I'm seeing here, I'm gonna uh, we're gonna do the uh, uh, 
the hotspot report here brought to you by Powerhouse Marine right now. And um, I tell you what, uh, I'm thinking that the hotspot, you got a bunch of them. I think anywhere below some of those, below a lock and dam, uh, if you want walleyes this weekend, today's the day to get out and do it. Those that that's that's just going to be my recommendation. Um, the uh, the walleye bite, everything is uh, everything is doing pretty well. Uh, talked to the folks up at Fat Cat this morning, and and they're saying everything is is just going. Uh, everything is biting right now. So I think you know, I think the fish are finally sick of all the the high water, and now they're just in that. Uh, they're in that feeding mode, and like I said, across the board, everybody, everything is everything is biting. But walleyes right now, uh, the walleye bite is uh, is is doing very very well. And um, but I th- I think below the lock and dams, and you know, look for some of those wing dams as well. Those are the hot spots uh, that uh, that you're going to find those those walleyes. And what to use? Yeah, I'd be using willow cats. Said they're just so- selling a ton of those. Um, up there, and uh, hey, if you can't beat them, join them. Um, but yeah, willow, you know, grab some willow cats, hop in and pick them up, or at your favorite bait shop, wherever you might be, and uh, check out the walleye bite. That's uh, I, I suspect today. If uh, when I if I drive up by Dresback here by the Lock and Dam, I'm going to see a ton of boats out there, and uh, it's going to be uh, and just I mean, it's a beautiful day to get out and to do some fishing the other thing too you know and and if you're not a, a walleye guy hey that's cool too uh everything else is uh, the bite is is doing very well the bluegills uh bluegills and panfish right now oh, phenomenal uh every everything's biting um whether it's uh, you know crappies or bluegills um i was talking like i said to the folks up at fat cat this morning uh big bluegills you can catch them now as well. I imagine they're probably on their their beds or just about moved off them uh, at this point here. But uh, yeah, uh, one person came in the shop up there and said, you know, they got their limit in about twenty five minutes. Said you hardly even had to drop a line in the water. So that's the kind of fishing I'm liking. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll uh, I'll take numbers any day. That's uh, that's good stuff. Uh, the other thing too, uh, you, you know, is the uh, the roads are are finally. There were a couple of access roads, I guess, earlier in the week that were still kind of closed, but all the roads are open now to that Three Lakes area as well up there. So uh, uh, check that out. But you know, uh, panfish bite is always is great up there. But I would imagine that you know some of the backwater areas um, down in this neck of the woods, down by Stoddard in there, uh, you know, Goose Island, some of those those islands in there. You're going to find a good panfish bite as well, um, you know. So uh, certainly don't over overlook that as well. There's plenty of uh, Lake on Alaska. You can probably find a few places in there, um, and actually probably Lake on Alaska for a couple different things. I'd be you know maybe looking for some bass in there. Um, I didn't get a chance to, like I said, I've been gone uh, most of the last couple of weeks here, so uh, I haven't had a chance to. I'm guessing it's probably starting to get a little weedy in Lake on Alaska, but that's, hey, you know what? Yeah, that's always kind of a problem in the summertime, but you know what? Makes for great places to, to find those fish. Uh, so, but 
Didn't have much in the way of a bass report this morning here, but I would imagine if everything else is biting, the bass bite is going to be doing pretty well. Um, and uh, um, the northern bite uh, is doing okay as well. Uh, so there's uh, there's that. But, yeah, Lake Onalaska would be a great place to check out, uh, check out the northern bite. Uh, and if you're looking for catfish, Hey, that bite is starting to uh, starting to take off too as that water temperature uh, starts to warm up here as well. And uh, looks like uh, reports I'm I'm hearing and seeing anyway that uh, you know starting to see some decent sized ones now and some bigger ones as well. So uh, if you're you're into catfishing, uh, you're starting it's starting to get into that time of year now where uh, where things are are really really good. You know we're we're Let's. I guess I'll just shift gears here and shift into uh, uh, the conditions report here, brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait up in Toma, and uh, just looking at at conditions here anyway. Uh, you know, right now we're sitting at uh, eight and a quarter feet, um, and that's just continuing, going to continue to drop. Uh, looking at the chart here anyway, we're going to get down below seven feet uh, by next weekend. So uh, that. I hate to be skeptical, but I'll believe it. I'll, 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 you know, I'll believe it when I see it. But um, that would be uh, that would be phenomenal. We're, you know, water's going down, and uh, that's just uh, that's just great. So that just means better fishing across the board, and just better conditions out on the water. If you're, you know, you're just into boating or kayaking and things like that. Um, that's uh, that's good news as well. Yeah, no more uh, no wake zone or any of that stuff at the moment. We're done with that, and um, so that's uh, that's kind of nice. So looking uh, looking to that as well. And the water temperatures, I, I think, are going to start to you know now that you know the water's going down. I think the water temperatures, you know, obviously we're starting to warm up here. We're going to see you know mid to upper eighties next week here, but uh, and I'm sure that'll jump the water temperature a little bit, but, you know, temperatures going up, water conditions going down. That just means, you know, I, you know, the water temperatures are, are, are going to be going up. Uh, we're sitting right around, probably right, you know, as 70 is about the average right now. Um, you know, 69 in Trempolo and it dries back and 71 down in Genoa, 72 up in Winona. So yeah, right around, right around that 70 degree mark. I'm sure there's probably some places that are are a little bit warmer than that, but, uh, um, you know, that's just a, a great water temperature for really all species here to, uh, uh, become active and, and, and get out there and, and, you know, start moving around. And that's, you know, water temperatures really got that helping to get that bite going. And the, the flow has come way down from, uh, at least when I saw it last couple of weeks ago, like I said, I've, I've been gone, but I haven't had a chance to, to kind of monitor things, but yeah, uh, you know, 61 up at Trempolo, 65 at Dresback, uh, still a little high down in Genoa, 76, uh, about 90 down in Lynxville. So, you know, we're kind of on the tail end of, uh, uh, of the, the high water and current. And, you know, so that those numbers are just going to continue to, uh, continue to decrease here. And, and if you look at the, the chart here, like I am, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's coming down and that's, Yes, good stuff. So, that's uh, that's definitely a uh, definitely a good thing. But yeah, you know the river stage is starting to get better, and you know we're just 
just about getting in that, you know, that good, you know, right around July 4th here. And, you know, knock on wood, things are going well. Yeah, we got rain in the forecast, but it, you know, unless we get, unless it really, you know, cranks up to the north, I, you know, I said, knock on wood, things will be, things will be good. But, uh, yeah, that is a, a quick look at the uh, uh, conditions report here this morning. Again, brought to you by uh, Roscoe's Live Bait out in Toma. If you're in the Toma area and want to do a little fishing, yeah, check, go see Don and, and check out all the great deals that he's got and all the live bait, and he'll he'll get you on the fish. He'll tell you uh, uh, all the, the hot spots out in that neck of the woods as well. So, And also, of course, I uh, want to thank Powerhouse Marine for the, uh, the hot spot report. Like I said, uh, you, you want to head out this weekend, uh, you know, you're looking below the dams and I wouldn't go terribly far down too and, and start, you know, drifting over some of those, uh, some of those wing dams as well below just, you know, a little ways below those dams. And, you know, I'm sure the walleyes are going to be stacked up in there and, uh, that's going to be, uh, that's going to be fun. Nothing like some good walleye fishing to, uh, make the weekend complete. Like I said, today is probably going to be the day here uh, to get out and enjoy it because uh, tomorrow looks like, uh, well, you know, tonight and into tomorrow anyway, it does not look like the most pleasant of weather. But And once we get past that, uh, once we roll into Monday, um, I think uh, roll through Monday, rest of the week, we're looking good. So happy camper here. Get out and do some fish. I got stuff in the car. I'm ready to go. I'm going to meet up with some friends later on. I'm not sure if we're going to get out on the river or we're going to go find a stream somewhere and do a little trout fishing, which happens to be pretty good as well. So, uh, you know, that's, uh, there's plenty of opportunities there. And like I said, you know, if you don't want to get out and do some fishing, uh, on the rivers anyway, um, Plenty of streams to uh, to check out as well. There are uh, a lot of different, and I'm looking at the the report here. Um, seems like fish are just about eating everything, so that's always a uh, always a good thing. Um, but yeah, and uh, oh, fun stuff as well. I, I didn't see this until just now. Mousing and streamer fishing at dusk and into dark is definitely picking up, which is always always fun. Nice big flies and. But yeah, you know, just uh, any kind of uh, terrestrial right now, uh, you know, ants, beetle patterns, um, those are always always good to uh, to chuck out there. So think about that as well. Another uh, alternative, good stuff. So okay, uh, let's see here. It is uh, coming up on eight twenty four. I'm going to take a break and then uh, I'm going to finish up uh, an interview I started last or got going last week anyway with uh, local chef Sean McManus talking about uh, preparing uh, local fish. So uh, that uh, that is going to be coming up here. So uh, I'm going to take a break, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk cooking fishing. <laughs> cooking fish? Fishes? Something like that. But, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll finish up that interview here for you in just a couple of moments as WKTY Outdoors continues on WKTY 96.7 FM, 5.80 a.m. better blue shirt or green 
Ooh, your fancy shirts. You taking me on a date? Darn tootin'. The Roscoe's live bait. What? It's a special occasion. Gotta tell them how you caught more fish than me. Their advice paid off. And, uh, I need to stock up on a few things that fell in the water. You mean that you kicked in the water? Moral of the story, not only is she better looking, but she catches more fish than you. Roscoe's Live Bait in Toma is your fishing knowledge destination. Roscoe's, it's where everyone goes. You've heard the stories of the hot spots where the fish are biting, and you're thinking, can my old boat and motor get me there? Here's a solution for that. A new Bennington pontoon that's powered by a new Yamaha four-stroke outboard, available at Powerhouse Marine. Not only will this provide you with a way to get you to the hot spot, but you can also enjoy the day on the river with your family doing some great sightseeing. Or if you're more a fishing boat kind of guy, how about a new low fishing boat with a Yamaha outboard? A new low boat is great for not only fishing but also pulling water skiers. Nobody knows boats and pontoons in this area like the guys at Powerhouse Marine. Plus, to help you find your own hot spots, check the different Hummingbird Helix fish finders also available. Maybe you just need a new trolling motor. Powerhouse Marine has a great selection of new Minn Kota trolling motors. So whether you're looking for a new pontoon like a Bennington or a new low fishing skiing boat, check with Powerhouse Marine and get to your hot spot. Give your backyard an update with landscape and patio blocks and save with 11% off everything. Whether it's flawless landscaping, a spacious patio, or a sturdy retaining wall, there's no limit to what you can create. Pick up 12-inch smooth patio block for just 97 cents each after sale price and 11% off. Save with 11% off everything at Menards. Good through June 22nd. Savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Summertime in Riverside Park means moon tunes from Valley View Rotary every Thursday night. Bring your blanket and chairs and suck up the music. Headed toward midsummer already, and what better way than to spend the evening with the executives and the Molly Maguires on the 11th, July 11th, the executives and the Molly Maguires. Music starts at 5.30 Thursdays in Riverside Park. Valley View Rotary's moon tunes. See you there with Midwest Family Broadcasting. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. FeedThePig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to start foraging wild berries. I was skeptical, but these are actually pretty good. You don't need to sell your soul to the devil. Fifteen bucks is the best I can do. You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. It's coming up on 828. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors, brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. And and, uh, we'll uh, pick up on part two of an interview that uh, I did with um, local chef Sean McManus, uh, talking a little bit uh, about, well, talking a lot about uh, preparing, preparing fish. You know, and, and, and local recipes and uh, or local fish and you know, the bluegills and all, all that all that good stuff. And just, uh, you know, best way to prepare it, great recipes, 
So uh, without any further ado, here is the uh, second part of that interview that I did with uh, Chef Sean McManus on WKTY Outdoors. One of the other ones I'm, I'm, I'm seeing here is uh, 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 that you uh, brought a recipe in for as well, um, is catfish fingers. Yes, and, and there's fingers. And heaven, heaven knows the Mississippi is known for some catfish. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, I had some fun with Mike Hayes on um, WIZM sure. uh, with, with some catfish, and, and I wanted to share this recipe. Um, and there, there's some uh, there's some alternatives to this one, which is great. Uh, some folks aren't really big fans of the crunchiness of cornmeal, and others really love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, in this particular recipe, you can change it around. Um, so uh, with the catfish, catfish is something that you you, you want to clean these puppies really well. So when you bring them home, uh, I you know I was saying with the um, uh, with the uh, with the panfish that I'm just rinsing them in water. I, I do that, but I actually give the catfish a good scrub down, and and I treat catfish a little bit differently, uh, just by just giving that extra time and that extra love. I, no need for the brine on those. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I prefer actually diving right into them when they're alive. Okay. And and what happens is is they kind of stiffen up a little bit, and it's easier to to actually break those down. Okay. And uh, again, that would be going behind the pectoral, starting there, uh, doing the same thing with cutting the head off, or just going right in the fling. So, um, same method as the um, as working the uh, panfish. Mm-hmm. But in this recipe, it calls for um, going with a yellow or um, a regular yellow mustard or a coarse ground mustard or a combination of both. If you're not a fan of yellow, you can use like a Dijon or a stone ground. Uh, one egg white, lightly beaten there, uh, two teaspoons of Tabasco sauce. Uh, it's one and a half pounds of catfish fillets cut into bite-sized strips. So you can uh, you can come down at like a bias angle on your fillets sure. and kind of get what they would call the fingers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's usually anywhere between two and three inches long on those and about a half to three quarters of an inch wide. So you okay. you, you kind of want to have them a little bit wider, but mm-hmm. about the size of your finger. And then um, in this case, I, I did a half a cup of yellow cornmeal. You don't have to do that. You can do the all-purpose flour half a cup. Um, and then add in salt, pepper, your favorite seasoning, rather it be Lowry's or Pleasing or Spike or whatever it may mm-hmm. be, um, and then just season that flour lightly. And then I usually add a little bit of uh, cornstarch when I do that. So it's either going to be cornmeal with a little bit of flour, so it would be a half a cup of cornmeal with about a quarter cup of flour, or I'd end up going with a uh, like a half cup or three-quarters cup of flour mm-hmm. and then maybe a teaspoon or two of cornstarch. Um, gives it a little bit of extra life inside yeah. the, the batter itself. <laughs> uh, half a teaspoon of salt there, uh, which you can omit. You could put put the salt inside the sauce instead. Sure. I'm always looking at ways of cutting down my salt. Mm-hmm. So if I can put it in a different part of the recipe versus um, – you know, in the recipe, uh, I always think that way, mm-hmm. uh, or finishing it with it. And then a quarter teaspoon of freshly ground black pepper, that would be with the cornmeal, and then one quart of vegetable oil for the frying. Uh, so you're going to put all everything in a large bowl, the mustard, the egg white. Um, yes, it was egg whites. I'm sorry. I think I said uh, whole egg, egg, egg white on that one. Mm-hmm. The Tabasco sauce, um, you add your fish right in there. You're coating it. Uh, you can marinate it for up to an hour if you like. Okay. Um, if you don't have that time, that's fine. You can jump right into it. It's just going to have a little bit more flavor with the marinade. 
Uh, and then in a separate dish, you mix together the cornmeal, cornmeal and the flour, or just your seasoned flour. Uh, pour the oil into a, a heavy three-quart saucepan or deep fryer, uh, or you can use a cast iron for that one. Uh, don't fill it all the way to the top because when, when oil starts to <laughs> yeah. heat up, it definitely <laughs> expands. Uh, so it's definitely saves some room there. And then uh, 350 degrees there. You're going to dredge the fish in the cornmeal mix and then shake it off and then add it to the actual oil itself. So you're, okay. you're doing a little bit of a dredge process there. Okay. All right. And then uh, um, you just kind of – how long do you leave them in the, in the oil? Um, you know, depending on the size of the of the pieces, you're, you're probably looking at anywhere between three minutes on each side. So you're going to want to okay. be flipping these fingers. You're looking for that what we call the GBD, golden mm-hmm. brown and delicious. <laughs> and uh, and then what I do, like I do with chicken strips as well, is I'll break an end open and then just look at it, make sure it's mm-hmm. fully cooked. And then uh, obviously have your drying uh, area set up for yep. that. Uh, can you bake these? Absolutely. You can bread these in cornmeal and throw these in the oven at 350 degrees and bake these as well. Okay. Don't necessarily have to fry these. Okay. All right. Which is a cool alternative. Yeah, a nice, a nice, nice little, maybe a little healthier alternative. Or, uh, but and and how long would you would you throw them in the oven for then? I'd probably go in for about 20 to 25 minutes, and then again break one open just mm-hmm. to see you know the color there and make sure, sure. you're fully cooked. Uh, you want 155 degrees internally there. Okay. On your fish, and then um, and, is, and I'm sorry. I'll, let me just ask you the question: Is is that pretty much standard for all, regardless of what what kind of a fish you're what kind of fish you're cooking, or your? For the most part, yes. If you're getting into like sashimi grade and tuna, mm-hmm. and doing hard seared tuna and things like that, then with the grade, but yes, uh, typically 155 is what you're looking for in, okay. in most seafood and river okay. fish. Yeah, for people that, you know, maybe have like, you know, a thermo- one of those thermometers, they can just like, okay, we're we're in the ballpark here. So, yeah. Yep, absolutely. That's going to be your, your safe zone at that 155 there. Okay. All right. I'm sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. Please, uh, please continue. Oh, um, I was kind of going to go into the accoutrement. <laughs> okay, there we go. Okay. Uh, so uh, the remoulade. Uh, the remoulade here, um, Basically, remoulade is a mustard sauce, and uh, this one has a little bit of uh, mayo in it. So it's uh, if you're looking at one pound of fish or catfish fingers, this is going to yield two cups of remoulade. Uh, so it would be one and a quarter cups mayonnaise, a quarter cup mustard or a Creole mustard, if you like, mm-hmm. uh, one tablespoon of sweet paprika in there, uh, one and one to two teaspoons of Cajun or a Creole seasoning or sure. that seasoning salt, um, and, and if you decide that you want to do a hot sauce, you don't have to do a Creole salt. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, thinking about cutting down the salt content a little bit there. Uh, two teaspoons prepared horseradish, which is optional. Uh, you can also use radish inside okay. this recipe, which is a nice alternative. Um, especially mm. during uh, you know peak harvest season. Of I was going to say yeah, during this and, yeah. <laughs> A lot of fun there. Uh, one teaspoon of pickle juice. Uh, you can go with dill or sweet on that. It's your preference. Uh, one teaspoon of uh, hot sauce. Uh, Tabasco is great. Uh, maybe a Louisiana or however you feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one large uh, clove of uh, garlic, minced and mashed, and then you're just going to blend all that up. Nice okay. little uh, mustard sauce. There. Yeah, uh, that sounds uh, that sounds good. You got something for uh, dipping those fingers into. So Absolutely. Most uh, most definitely here. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Um, 
let's uh, let's uh, let's move on here and uh, check out the uh, the next recipe on the uh, on the list here. And uh, what uh, what is this one here? So this one's exciting because I, I've gotten to play with salmon from Canada. I've gotten to play with fresh salmon when I was in California in culinary mm-hmm. school. Um, we've gotten some fresh salmon flown in from Alaska. Uh, tons of different salmons came through. And some of the fun ones that I worked with um, actually came from Nelson's Trout and Salmon Farm in Lynxville, Wisconsin. Sure. Uh, which just, isn't too far away. No, just down the river. And uh, it, it's it's great. They're very uh, consistent. And uh, they they started out kind of more on the private sales, but mm-hmm. now it's open to the public. And uh I can quick go over this recipe, and then I can give you their contact information. Yeah, it's, definitely, because, yeah, it's, I'm sure, uh, you know, uh, salmon is fairly popular around here. People love it, and trout for that matter, too. So, yeah, yeah, and and what I really love about this particular salmon is it's so consistent, and it's easy to work with. Mm-hmm. So the sizes are always typically the same uh, at, the, at the right time. So if you're going uh, now, I know right now he has uh, three to four pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, salmon in there, uh, which he sells in Madison at some of the fish markets and, and sure. private chefs. And so it, when it comes to actually learning and breaking down salmons, being consistent on size is always great, especially if you try one and you're trying to learn the, the boning mm-hmm. and, the, and the filleting process, you, you have a second one. Um, but this is actually a cured salmon. Okay. So um, on this one, we're looking at curing four to five pounds of salmon. And these are going to be filleted with skin on. Okay. So you're doing two equal size fresh salmon fillets, skin on. So we, we would call those sides. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it would be a third cup of sugar, a third cup of sea salt, um, or you can use like a, a Himalayan salt or something like that. And you want to go fine on that. It doesn't necessarily have to be like a kosher or a coarse. Um, quarter cup vodka, which is my little addition to the recipe. <laughs> Um, and there's a reason for that, and, and I'll get into that. And uh, one tablespoon of coarse ground black pepper, a quarter cup of uh, chopped dill, and then an optional on this point is a little bit of liquid smoke, an all-natural liquid smoke, and that would be a half a cup. Um, and curing process, I usually go overnight with that, mm-hmm. and uh, the, the vodka actually softens the, the skin a little bit for us, and it slightly actually cooks a little bit of the meat during the curing process. So it actually makes it tender. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. I, I never, just the alcohol content or whatever just is enough to sort of, uh, I guess the, the, the one thing that sort of comes to mind is like a ceviche or something like that. Yes. It's, it's something akin to that. Yep, a little bit. Yeah, it actually, it does, uh, it tenderizes. Mm-hmm. Uh, also brings in a little flavor there oh, as sure. well. So, yeah. and I know we have some, uh, a great distillery here locally and, uh, haven't tried that one yet, but <laughs> uh, might might give that a shot next. But um, yeah, and then uh, you, what you do is you massage all of that um, on both sides, even even the skin side, and then you actually leave it uncovered and you put that in the refrigerator. Anything that's in the refrigerator that you don't want to taste like fish, I would remove or use a separate <laughs> refrigerator. <laughs> I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have cupcakes in there at the same yeah. time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, salmon cupcakes just doesn't really, yeah, it's <laughs> not the kind of flavor that <laughs> but, Yeah, yeah. Um, and I like to have a perforated pan underneath. So I'll have a perforated pan, and then I'll have another pan underneath it, so that way it can drip 
Okay. Um, when it when it sits inside of these cures, it tends to get soggy. So I'll okay. have a nice perforated pan, or um, if you have like um, like those throwaway aluminum pans, sure, you mm-hmm. can pop holes in those, and then have one without holes in the bottom to kind of grab that excess liquid. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, yeah, and, and you just go uh, overnight with that. Uh, you can do twelve hours, but I end up going. I usually do twenty four hours on that mm-hmm. on that cure. And at that point, you can actually pull those out after that twelve or twenty four hour. Mm-hmm. Um, you can add liquid smoke at that point if you want for a okay. for a smoked cure, and then uh, rinse everything off really well. And at that point, you can you can eat that raw because it's going to be slightly cooked with that sure. cure with that salt. Sure. So fantastic recipe. So, so what do you? How do you? What do you do? Just kind of brush that liquid smoke on, or how do you? Uh, if if you want to add that in there, is that kind of what you do with it then? Yep, yep. Go ahead and brush it in, or um, have clean hands and just plop it right in your hands, and then again just massage. Okay. So brush brush is fine as well. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. And uh, um, what would you typically serve that with then? Well, in this recipe, I was sort of having fun doing Russian bellinis. Okay. So they're little uh, mini buckwheat pancakes. Okay, sure. And uh, if you've ever made a, a crepe before, uh, very similar to that. Um, and the recipe for those, uh, this would be uh, a yield of 10 to 20 of them, depending on size. We're looking at about a size of a silver dollar sure, or a, a standard round cracker size is mm-hmm. what you're really looking for here. Uh, so it's uh, three cups of wheat flour or buckwheat, uh, three to three and a half cups of uh, whole milk, three eggs, one teaspoon of salt, two teaspoons of granulated sugar, a half pound of melted butter, and then you would actually uh, have a quarter cup of grapeseed or canola for the cooking process. Okay. And you can do that in, in any um, nonstick pan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can do it in cast iron as well, and you just coat the bottom with canola and, uh, and just slowly put your dollops of uh, your batter in there and just flip them like little mini pancakes. They're just they're so fun. and. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have this nice little uh, golden brown swirl to them <laughs> as they cook. And uh, I let those cool, and then I'll, I'll serve the cured salmon on top of those. Uh, sometimes a little nafchatel cheese, maybe sure. a caper, red onion. Mm-hmm. Really have fun with those. Oh, yeah. God, that sounds, uh, that sounds good. And uh, that, uh, that does sound really, really good. Um, <laughs> I'm getting hungry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I haven't made them in a while, so I'm kind of getting excited myself. And I haven't cured salmon in a little while either. So, um, but but folks are intimidated by curing. You know, it's it's well, how much salt per water, and, and is that a weight thing, and mm-hmm. uh, is it fully cooked, and and what if my salmon wasn't from a reputable source? And there's all of these fears, I mm-hmm. think, with curing and intimidations. And if you if you follow that particular recipe for the cured salmon and you do that 12 to 24 without cheating and trying to get in there and say, well, let me give mm-hmm. it a little taste, you know, you, you're going to have a good cure there and you'll be able to eat that raw and slice that nice and thin. So mm-hmm. uh, don't be intimidated like you had said with the ceviche. Um, that's, again, a, a cooked overnight through sure. acidic acid. And, and in this situation, it's going to be through the salt and the vodka. Uh, so it's a great one. It yeah, it does. It does sound uh, well. They all, all the recipes uh, uh, sound uh, sound just fabulous here. Anything else that uh, uh, maybe I've uh, uh, overlooked at, at this particular point that uh, that maybe we haven't touched on? I, when we were talking about curing and everything as well, uh, do you? Uh, I guess what's your experience with uh, like pickling fish? You know, I, uh, 
people, I guess, is maybe a delicacy, a sort of pickled northern or something along those lines. But, I mean, there's other pickled fish as well. But um, what, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, better safe than sorry. Mm-hmm. I always cure. I'll do a cure 24 okay. hours, and then I'll cut up my pieces, rather it be herring or um, halibut or whatever it may be. And then I'll just make a standard pickling brine. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have those ratios right sure. in front of me yeah. at the moment, but uh, you, you know, look one up and, and do a standard uh, pickling brine, and then make sure that that was cooked and then cooled properly, and, and then I just do like refrigeration pickling. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I, I make sure that they're cured already instead of using using the pickling mixture for my cure. Okay. Sure. I'm just. Uh, I'm not too experienced, I guess, in in direct pickling that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so you can you can cure the fish first, and then then do that. Finish it. I guess finish it with that pickling process. Absolutely. So. Yeah. And you're rinsing it all off, so don't don't be too concerned about. Well, that's adding salt to salt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you rinse all that off, and you're already going to have a nice cure. Is it going to be a little salty? Yes. But now you're getting into that pickling form, which is going to be intensely salty. Yeah, much, much more so. so. But, uh, but, but better safe than sorry in, yeah. in those techniques. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Raw bluegill just doesn't sound, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't, uh, doesn't sound really that good. No. <laughs> um, so, but uh, anything else uh, uh, that, uh, um, uh, that you, you'd like to talk about in terms of, of like, you know, how you like to prepare fish? Um, you know, uh, like we we've covered a lot here: walleye and, and catfish and and uh, panfish and things along those lines. What anything else maybe that that I'm overlooking here that that we haven't talked about? Um, a few things pop into my mind. Um, have some sharp knives. Definitely have some <laughs> sharp knives. Your fillet knife, <clears throat> chef's knife, um, or utility knives that you have on hand prior to going into this. Make sure that they're sharp. And if you're going to go right into cooking, make sure that you have your mise en place or have everything in place, mm-hmm. uh, meaning your your uh, your drying stations, your tools for your frying, and things like that. Also, sanitation's huge. Um, you know, we were dealing with something directly out of the water that um, perhaps we're not cooking the same day. Mm-hmm. Um, so sanitation and and also storing. So when I say sanitation. I usually do like a 200 points per million on my sanitation liquid. And what that basically is, is it's one gallon of water and approximately one cap full of bleach mm-hmm. for one gallon of water. And it creates a 200 points per million sanitation solution to clean up before and after when you're, when you're working with fish. A lot of sensitivities to fish. Um, if it's not cleaned up properly, it can be transferred onto other foods, perhaps the next day or chicken mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and, and that sort of thing. So, um, you know, be, be safe when it comes to sanitation. And another thing is a storing. Um, you, you, had, you had just caught the fish that day. Uh, your guests aren't arriving for three or four days. And have that window and make sure you're dating uh, the containers that you have your fish in. And fish do not like to sit in their own liquids. So you want to have a drip tray underneath any type of fish, and you want to keep a cold pack of ice on top of fish mm-hmm. and not to bruise meat. So let's say you did fillet or you kept them whole. I still use the same technique, and what I'll do is I'll just put saran wrap. So I'll take the fish, I'll put a drip tray in the bottom. If you, if you don't have a drip tray, um, and this, this sounds kind of uh, awkward, but I've actually taken um, aluminum foil and created aluminum foil balls. Mm-hmm. And I place those in half pans or uh, eight by ten casserole dishes, 
And I've actually laid my fish on top of the aluminum foil balls to create that drip tray okay. underneath. So they're never sitting in their own liquids. And then I would, uh, I would take plastic wrap and I would cover them. And then I would fill a bag full of ice because I want to keep it below 41 degrees at all times mm-hmm. uh, with fish. And that's, that's key. Especially if you know that it's going to be sitting for three to four days prior to sure. your guest's arrival. Uh, so keep your temperatures tight. Make sure that you're doing 155 degrees. Have some sharp knives. Definitely have your sanitation uh, mm-hmm. in mind with your uh, with your cleaning. And uh, and also protection. If, if you're using a fillet knife and, and you're not really experienced in filleting, I would recommend getting like a cutting glove or a Teflon glove. Sure. And, and that hand that's going to be exposed outside of that knife, um, practice safe uh Safe knife skills, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah, we, we've all been there and done that. So yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah it, it can it, happen really fast. <laughs> yes, and it can happen to the best of us. So yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, absolutely. And and so, um, and the other the other question I had too is uh, along the lines of, of like storing the fish as well. Um, how do you feel about freezing fish? Like you, you've got your fillets, and and you know I, I'm not going to eat all of them, and pack them and and, you know i'd like to freeze them how would you how would you best go about that i'm big on cryovac or food savers okay Um, getting them under pressure under vacuum that way one it's not breathing into your freezer and everything in there including your ice cream now it tastes like your tilapia or your your bullheads um but uh cryovac would probably be my uh, my best way of going about that and Okay. And, and if you don't have a cryovac machine, I would wrap them in aluminum foil, and then I'd wrap them in a butcher's paper or uh, plastic wrap over that, and just really tighten them down. Mm-hmm. And then you uh, want as much air out of that away from that fish as possible. Absolutely, yeah. Cryovac would be my number one mm-hmm. on that one. If okay. you could, and and and, and I'll just uh, borrow a tip, like you mentioned on your containers as well. Mark datum. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it, uh, I my standard is five days. Mm-hmm. When it comes to most fish, mm-hmm. um, if, if you're working with whole fish that came fresh out of the water, um, you know, you get a little more extended time there. Um, but I think just to be on the safe side, five days is going to yeah. be your window. And I usually write the date of the fifth day mm-hmm. so you know that if that date says today, then you <laughs> use it or discard it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and, and I guess one more like fantastic note about fish um, is what I would call naked cooking. And I've done this in California where I've actually, um, we, you know, we've gotten wahoos and different varieties mm-hmm. of fish. And uh, we, we would, we would, uh, we would um, scale them and then we would gut them, and, but we'd keep the head on. So we would come in by the dorsal fin and then we would come back to the tail, gut them out. And then actually we would stuff them after rinsing them mm-hmm. out with the salt water in the ocean and stuff them with fruits sliced up oranges and lemons. Mm-hmm. Perhaps we charred them on a fire first and stuffed the fish with fresh herbs. And then we've wrapped them in leaves or newspaper. Mm-hmm. And, and we've done three times the size of the fish itself and thrown them right in the fire. Um, we, we've also done um, cheesecloth where you've stuffed them with fresh herbs and fresh mm-hmm. fruits and put cheesecloth around and then wrapped them in leaves and wrapped them in uh, newspaper and or and thrown them right in the fire and then flipped them just raw naked cooking <laughs> and and don't forget folks when we're out on islands and we're able to catch fish we may not have all of the safety and sanitation sure. and the knives don't be afraid to gut these puppies out stuff them with fantastic herbs and fruits mm-hmm. stuff and, you can bring along yeah yeah 
and wrap them with leaves and, and cook them right over the fire and, and brush, them, brush them clean. And uh, at that point, you can literally just finish cutting it in half after you're gutting, and you can just take the bone out in one piece, oh, nice. the whole entire backbone. So don't forget about naked cooking with fish as well. Oh, that, uh, that, sounds, uh, that sounds really good as well. So, and, and it doesn't matter what fish. No, I have fun with all different species. So okay. have fun with it. Okay. Well, and on that note, I think we'll uh, we will uh, we'll wrap this up. Uh, Chef Sean McManus, I am really appreciative of of you being in here and and um, sharing some great recipes and some great ideas in terms of preparing fish. And uh, I, I hope uh, I hope the listeners. Uh, I know I always come away with. Some great ideas when when I get together with you and 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 take one of your classes or or just have a conversation with you and and today was certainly no exception so uh, again I, I I am very thankful for uh, for you coming in and, uh, and and sharing some of your ideas and and recipes with uh, with uh, with me and everybody today so again thank you so much it's my pleasure and thanks for the opportunity and the invitation. And uh, that is uh, the interview there. And, yeah, it just uh, always a good time to uh, to chat with Sean, talk food with Sean, and it's fun. It's fun. Got to take a break here uh, and come back to wrap up WKTY Outdoors in just a couple of moments. So stay tuned. More of the show on the way in just a few moments on WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Despite a winter that lingered longer than average, anglers in the Badger State are finding good to excellent conditions on most rivers and lakes. For the diehard to the novice, it's important to have the right gear. At Ace of Lacrosse, you can find everything you need. Rods, reels, baits, lures, licenses, and advice. The people at Sportland at Ace love the sport and can help you find just the right spot. Stop by, visit with the folks at Ace. Before you know it, you could be reeling in the big one. Ace Hardware on Mormon Cooley Road. They have ones that go, and the ones that do that thing where it's like, and those that leave them in awe. Light up some fun this 4th of July with Skyline Fireworks. They carry the big stuff, safe and sane, and family-friendly fireworks. Get them all at three locations of Skyline Fireworks tents on Highway 35 by Floor Crafters between Onalaska and Holman, on Mormon Cooley Road and La Crosse by All-Star Lanes, and now on Highway 16 by Bangor. Get the most bang for your buck. Make sure it's Skyline Fireworks. Now you can take WKTY with you wherever you go. Download the free WKTY app today, and you'll be able to stream WKTY programming on your phone. You'll also find a complete list of sporting events broadcast on WKTY. You can check out unique WKTY podcasts, get the latest weather, even set your phone to wake you up to WKTY. You can use the app to leave us a message, and you can sign up to win free stuff from WKTY. The WKTY app is brought to you by Next Home Ola Routine. Download the free WKTY app today and take us with you wherever you go. If you cheer for the Packers, Brewers, or Bucks, don't miss the Bill Michaels Show. All right, last night I uh, hung out with them, and I did their show this morning. And for those of you that just came on the network listening to us in La Crosse, you know uh, uh, Dave and Scraty's show, the morning show here in La Crosse. They are joining me here on my show. Now, guys, how you been, man? What's up, Bill? Last night was fun. 
Bill Lacrosse loves you. They <laughs> love you. They all came out last night. They all wanted a piece of Bill Michaels, and you didn't let them down for no, a second. No, we had a good time. Yeah, we? we did. I am still disappointed that karaoke did not take off. <laughs> no karaoke. I wanted to hear you sing the Divinals, I Touch Myself. No, that wasn't happening. That part's not happening at any bar at any time at any alcohol about. I'm not entirely sure about that. So, Bill, we had a Matt's birthday uh, about a month or so ago. We yeah. dubbed it St. Matty's Day, and by the end of the evening, Matt was dancing in cages with the young. Talk Wisconsin sports with a big unit, weekdays from 11 to 2 on WKTY. WKTY 96.7 FM, 5.80 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. Brought to you by Tony Ryerson. tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. Some uh, quick news here. Uh, ah, there we go. Ah, where is it here? Darn it anyway. There we go. Oh, yeah. Okay, here we go. Minnesota DNR has uh, confirmed that four invasive uh, carp have been uh, found in state waters not that far from here. Uh, a release Friday said the uh, DNR confirmed the capture of a big head carp, two silver carp, and the detection of a third tagged silver carp all within the past several weeks. Uh, the big head carp was captured at the XL Energy King Power Plant in Oak Park Heights. Uh, all of the silver carp were found in Pool 4 of the Mississippi between Red Wing and Wabasha. Uh, and the, uh, the DNR has confirmed between two and seven individual invasive carp captures uh, each spring since 2013, according to a, a DNR spokesperson there. Um, the uh, high water levels in Minnesota here this summer, Iowa and Illinois this spring have created open river conditions here on the Mississippi, uh, allowing fish to move upriver impeded by, unimpeded by uh, locks and dams. Hey, i got to take another quick break and then be back in just a couple of seconds here with more of WKTY. Stick around. looks better blue shirt or green Ooh, your fancy shirts you taking me on a date darn tootin to roscoe's live bait what it's a special occasion gotta tell them how you caught more fish than me their advice paid off and uh i need to stock up on a few things that fell in the water you mean that you kicked in the water Moral of the story, not only is she better looking, but she catches more fish than you. Roscoe's Live Bait in Toma is your fishing knowledge destination. Roscoe's, it's where everyone goes. Dutch Boy's new Platinum Plus paint with Stain Shield technology has the performance you expect from a luxury paint at a price you didn't. Platinum Plus is up to 50% more washable and stain resistant than a leading premium paint in satin sheen. Superiority ranges from 24 to 50% depending on sheen selected. Platinum Plus keeps your walls looking new longer. Menards and Dutch Boy Paint have you covered. Go ahead, live your life. Get 11% off everything now at Menards. Savings are a mail-in rebate. See store for details. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors, brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. And uh, certainly want to thank uh, Roscoe's Live Bait and Toma for sponsoring the Conditions Report. And, of course, the Hot Spot Report brought to you by Powerhouse Marine. Uh, and, uh, again, if you're, uh, you're looking to head out this weekend, yeah, I'd be checking out the, uh, checking out the wing dams and uh, checking out below the dams, any one of the major dams here, uh, uh, 
for uh, for that good walleye bite. Hey, I got to wrap things up for this week. Thank you very. I'll talk a little bit about Alaska next week. So, I'll see you next Saturday with another edition of WKTY Outdoors. It's nine o'clock. Wisconsin Sports Leader. WKTY Lacrosse, ninety six seven FM, five eighty AM.